You walk into this room at your own risk. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. And we're in a fight for our lives. The church is being persecuted like it's never been persecuted before. And some churches refuse to even open up, they're so afraid. And it, it, will, it will be biblical. Biblical. We've never lived at a time like we're living in right now. But you know, if God should stamp eternity or even judgment on our eyeballs, or if you like, on the fleshy table of our hearts, I'm quite convinced we'd be a very, very different tribe of people, God's people in the world today. Welcome to the Removing Confusion Podcast. It's been a few days since I stepped behind the microphone. And uh, the weather was really nice and I did not get around to it. So I've kind of been out trying to gather some information to bring to you. Those of that are willing to listen, I will bring what I can. Here it is, August, I'm sorry, August, April 9th, 2021, and we've got some things I want to cover. Some of this stuff will sound just a little crazy. Some of this stuff people are going to say, Tom's gone off his rocker, because it's just conspiracies it's it's wrong it it can't be happening this is the united states of america uh on and on with what it could and could not be i want to ask you first and foremost are you in the word daily are you listening to what god has to say to you daily and i don't care what you read in your bible how you i mean and when i say this i'm not saying how you interpret it i'm just saying there's there are certain things i think as we are drawing very near very near to some kind of uh revealing or is the bible in greek the word is 
apocalypse. Now, people look at that and they always think, oh, that's like the end of all things. It's actually the revealing of all things. The revelation of Jesus Christ is also called the apocalypsis of Jesus Christ, which means it's not uh, gloom, doom, and death and destruction. It's a revealing And as we grow a little closer and a little closer to the end of the age, as mentioned in Matthew 24, I believe, verse 3, we are seeing things happening in front of us that are happening very quickly, quicker than most would even imagine that they could now i have some scattered notes here today and i'm not going to try to go 45 minutes so i'm going to dive right in anyway what was i saying be in the word and good places to go if you're if you're not really sure what you what what should i do where does the lord want me to go first of all in uh i believe it's in amos and I'm going to say chapter 5, verse 8, or maybe it's 8, verse 5, because I have dyslexia at times. But we'll, we'll try to go there really quickly. But it says that my people are, actually, there's a famine coming upon the land. Not a famine of bread and water, but a famine of hearing the word of God. Now, let that sink in. Replay your past Sunday in church. Did your pastor really bring you a good, fresh bit of of uh, the word? Or did he blow the dust off of an old sermon or make up something as he went along? Because he's not been in the word. A lot of them aren't. They're too busy with the word, the, the, the work of the world, to be going about the work of God. I've known many through my years that have done just that. They, they've prattled away the hours up to, up to Sunday morning, not spending the time that they should have in God's holy word. And that, my friends, is unacceptable. Uh, Amos 8, I like to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the correct things. Amos 8 and verse 11, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. People will wander around trying to figure out what to do with their lives and find that they don't know what to do because a famine. Notice what God says. I, God, saith the Lord, I will send a famine not of bread and water, but of hearing my word. That's the Lord speaking, not Tom. And, you know, 
over we're gonna I'm gonna play a clip. I I meant to do this the other day, and and you know, I had a technical glitch of my own brain. I thought I had this thing recorded into the board here. I, I love this board that we have. It's a Rodecaster Pro podcasting made for podcasting. And I thought I'd uh, put this little segment in. There's two guys you're going to hear in the next couple of minutes. The first one is a guy by the, I don't know his name and don't care, but he's the CEO of Moderna who is so happy to stick that needle in your arm. Now, he made this speech about four or five years ago. I don't know exactly when, but he makes a very, and it's in my opening thing as well, but I want you to hear it very plainly without that music or anything playing in the background. What he has to say, the second voice you'll hear is a little bit difficult to understand because he is German. His name is Klaus Schwab. I'm going to go ahead without further ado, play him. And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will not only change how we communicate, how we produce, how we consume, it will change actually us, our own identity. And of course gives life uh, to such uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. What we will see is that uh, everything will be integrated into an ecosystem driven by big data and uh, driven uh, particularly by close cooperation also of governments uh, with um, business, civil society. And this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. And actually, it's not just a digital revolution, it's digital, of course physical, it's nanotechnology, but it's also biological. And those three dimensions provides a particular force to this revolution. So what the World Economic Forum is doing is to promote uh, this public-private cooperation to master the fourth industrial revolution. What he's saying is disturbing if you are a christian or if you've ever broken open the pages of god's word some of the things that this man says are absolutely beyond the pale now what is he saying Uh, it's hard to understand him at times and i sat and listened to it several times i scribbled some notes down real quick He's first of all, he says that they are enacting the fourth industrial revolution. Now, when I hear a German guy like this talking, I'm thinking he's talking about the fourth Reich. Because they're all about power. They're all about takeover. They're all about tearing down the system as it is, resetting it in the global reset and starting it over again. Now, if you don't know who he is, he is the head honcho of the world economic forum that's nothing more than another globalist enterprise like uh the uh, trilateral commission the bilderbergers the uh uh the uh, uh, council on foreign relations the the club of rome all these guys if you if you uh 
Go on your favorite search engine, which should be DuckDuckGo, and look them up. You'll find some very shocking things. But he's the head of the World Economic Forum. These are the guys who figure out what to do with your money and where, where how they're going to pilfer it, basically. Now, he says we're on the cusp of the fourth industrial revolution. And, you know, not to reiterate every word, but I, I just scribbled what I could. He's talking about how it will change our identification, not only uh, physically and digitally and uh, um, biologically, and he used a term. Now, I heard a guy say the other day, oh, they don't know anything about nanotechnology. This guy says through digital technology and nanotechnology. You still want to get that shot? You still want to take a chance and be a guinea pig for the new world order? Yeah, I used the term. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy factist. This guy's saying it. He's saying it right there where you can hear it. Are you listening? I'm trying to help. Smart cities, smart this, smart that, smartphones, all that integration. They want to integrate everything into a, a common ecosystem integrated by, and it was hard to understand what he said, integrated by big data. What does that mean? Facebook, Google, Twitter, any social platform. I can name them all, right? <clears throat> the the interconnectability of the World Wide Web as a whole being used as a uh, pull-us-all-together Tower of Babel kind of thing. It is coming again. I don't want to hear this stuff. Tough. You need to. We need to understand what the powers that be, the dark powers that be, have planned for us. Now, he's the one thing he said, oh my goodness. It will come at a breathtaking speed like a tsunami. A tsunami is a huge wave usually cr created by some kind of an underwater, underground earthquake something at sea which pitches up these huge waves like we had in 2011 when there was a huge tsunami caused by a 7.0 earthquake off the seas and coasts of japan and blew out the fukushima power plant which has poisoned the entire pacific ocean ever since three-eyed fish and ten-legged crabs and everything else washing up on uh, uh, just horrible-looking things from the radiation that got dumped into our sea or in our ocean. It's the world's ocean, and it's polluted from that devastating earthquake that's turned into a tsunami and killed many people, and is still killing them, some of them slower than others through this radiation junk. <clears throat> So that's a tsunami. A tsunami is a huge, a tidal wave, maybe. Let's use that terminology. And this guy says that the, 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 
the reset or whatever they want to call it, this this deal that's coming our way, this combining of all these things and trying to pull us into a biological, uh, spiritual, physical, metaphysical uh, component will hit us like a tidal wave, a tsunami. Now, I've had people say to me over the past, and it's in discussions, not not arguments, that, you know, we've always been taught, well, it, it takes a long time to get these things going. And that's not so, you know, you know what, in a way, you're right. Now, I'm going to talk about something that most people don't even know exists. It is called Echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N or Project Echelon, also has a a number nomenclature that I did not scribble down, I don't think. But that's okay. You go on to your favorite web searcher and punch in Echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N. After World War II, I think it was around 1947, very quickly to give you a backdrop on Echelon, They call it the five eyes of the world, E-Y-E-S, eyes. It was the U.K., U.S., Australia, New Zealand, and Canada came together, and they say we can't allow for another world war to be perpetuated. We have to find a way to monitor uh, communications worldwide. And so, you know, basically they were – at that point, you know, they were benevolent or whatever they want to call themselves. We're going to watch places like where we had our maiden problem with here last was Japan and Germany. And that, of course, spread to Russia, China, and on. You know, looking at our enemies. Who are our enemies? Just about everybody that's out there anymore. But they came up with this uh plan and they came up with this program and they called it echelon now you fast forward about 75 years or so and the uh and it wasn't even that long the the main culminating site the one who collates collates all the data of of what is it gathered here ends up being the national security agency the nsa in the usa now, there's some people that say it's the none such agency, NSA, no such agency. But it is the National Security Agency from which we've gained a lot of insight from a guy by the name of Eric Snowden. You can Google, you can YouTube him. <coughs> but he let a lot of cats out of a lot of bags of just how deep this rabbit hole goes. Just how far reaching. Right now, they're listening to us. I have no qualms about it. Every phone conversation, cell phone, especially cell phone, cell phone conversation, email, Facebook post, Twitter post, uh, message over such different you know, areas. All these things are collated. All these things are gathered. Every one they have massive you know quantum computers or whatever that store this data and the computer mines through it 
and goes through and picks out looking for, you know, specific words maybe. And you can imagine what those are, you know. I'm not going to say them because then I'll be on it. But if it goes boom, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, people have been saying for years it'll take forever for this to happen. Well, you know, it kind of did. You know, they started this in 1947. Here we are in 2021, and it's been, you know, 20, uh, you know 70, 74, 75 years for this thing to come to a full fruition or, or, or still gathering. But, you know, uh, it has come to be a program now, remember, these are five nations that got involved in this in the first place. You know, five benevolent so-called nations that got into this thing in the first place to gather this information and call them through it and, get, and see what was good and what was evil and what was not, you know, worth anything. But did they get rid of any of it? Do you know that they can store, and they have stored. I guarantee if you've used a cell phone, or maybe even a regular phone, they have your voice print. Your voice print is as accurate as your fingerprint. They can tell who you are from the voice if they know what print goes with what voice. And I guarantee you, they, they, they will know. You know, we are, we've never been where we are today. <clears throat> we've never been in a place at a time under, the, to, under this total, totalitarian idealism as we are today. The prophetic truth of God's word is just blown open everywhere you look from from all kinds of voices. Now, some of them are not all that good to listen to, and some of them, you know, they don't even know they're doing it in the mainstream media. My advice, as always, is to get a little bit more familiar with God's Word. Get a little bit deeper into God's word. If you don't know God's word, you can sit in a church and a guy can feed you anything he wants to and you'll buy it because you trust him. First mistake. The Bereans didn't even completely trust Paul. They checked behind him through scripture to see what he said was true. I bring that up all the time. You do it the same with me. Don't trust what I tell you. You are more than welcome. I encourage you. Check behind me. Those of you who have listened to me for any period of time know that I use this. I, I emphasize that Jesus told his disciples let no man deceive you. Paul told his people, don't let any man, John, Peter, all the New Testament writers said the same thing. There are days coming when wolves will come in among the sheep and they will deceive many. 
So what do we make of all this? We make of, a, of the fact, like I just said, is uh, we're in a place where we've never been before. And we every day we, we're in a place where we've never been before. That's kind of a innocuous statement. But it makes sense every day even more and more. People have said, well, I've heard these things for 50 years and nothing's happened. I just talked to a friend of mine on the phone a little while ago, and I, I told him that. I said, I've had people say that to me. And what I tell them, especially when you start talking about eschatological things, which means the study of the end times, when you start looking at the very soon return of Jesus Christ to this planet, these people will say, oh, I've been hearing about my mom said it, my grandmother said it, blah, blah, blah. You know, nothing's happening. Uh, you're a scoffer. You've just fulfilled prophecy. That's what I tell people. They don't like that. They don't like a lot of things I say. We're getting to a point where, you know, these cell phones, uh, and they're, they're a major part of the tracking system. And, the you know, they can turn, they can literally turn on your cell phone in a private conversation you may be having with a friend, they can flip that thing on and they'll record it and they'll know exactly what you said, when you said it, how you said it, and where you said it. Those things are GPS-driven unless you turn it off, and you can. They're GPS-driven. They, they, they have the ability, like I said, to click your microphone on and listen to what you're saying. Now, that sounds crazy, but it's true. It's There's so much evidence out there that it's... It, boggles the mind that we don't accept it now am i worried that people say well, i have nothing to hide you don't know what you have to hide you don't know what they're looking for oh they'll say we only do that to terrorists who's a terrorist today just about everybody who claims the name of jesus christ evangelical christians which they have now decided we are uh we go beyond being just evangelistic we're we're uh I forget that word now it just kind of slipped out of my mind but you know we're we're troublemakers we're pushing for an end time scenario and that's just not going to happen they say because they're devils the devil doesn't want you to know end time scenarios. He doesn't want you to understand the book of Revelation. He doesn't want you to understand Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, or any other part of the Bible that talks about the return of the Lord. No, because they say it's not going to happen. It's just... Those are just metaphors and similes and, and you know, allegorical statements. The world will just keep going, and it'll get better as it goes. I've heard so many people telling me the world, world's going to get better. <laughs> no. Oh, well, yeah, well, let's see it. We're in the middle of us of going into year two of the pandemic. It's not getting any better, folks. They're shooting people in the arms of that junk. They're dying left and right. Blood clots heart attacks, uh, anaphylaxis. Uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, I was listening to her today on her own podcast talking to another nurse, 
well, she's a doctor. She was talking to a nurse who, and she was outlining how she has a 10 step thing, a 10 step deal that she's come up with on her own. And she says, every one of those 10 steps could be a kill shot. That's from a doctor. That's not Steve Quayle talking. That's not Tom Richardson talking or Tom Horn or, or Alex Jones. This is a bona fide doctor. And she says, the things that they're doing are a kill shot. That's not doctor talk. You don't hear too many doctors unless they're doctors of military uh, theology, um, um, studies, uh, military studies that'll use words like kill shot. Kill shot's what we term with snipers. You know, they aim down the, the scope. They put the crosshairs where they need to be, and they line up the mill dots, and boom. You know, there's a lot of sniper technology I threw in there. I'm not a sniper either. I'm lucky if I can see to the end of my nose, let alone shoot somebody a mile and a half away. But you get the idea. These people are using the terminology now that we are we're entering into some areas that we just don't really understand. And we're not made to understand. But we need to really grasp the times we live in. So to wrap up really quickly, uh, I've heard guys that I trust so to a certain degree or that I respect, I'll use that word, say, uh, you know, this new world order stuff, I don't see how it can happen because, you know, we're talking about men and men can't come together on anything, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, well, I, I hope you're retracting your statements. I hope you're looking a little deeper. At, and some of them are uh, Israeliocentrics. And I, I love Israel. Don't get me wrong. That's the holy land. That's the, the land of the birth of our king, Jesus. He will return there, not here. But in the meantime, even and I always like Benjamin Netanyahu, but I, like I played you a clip the other day of a girl. Uh, she's a Ilana Rachel Daniel, I believe was her name, telling you what the government and Israel's doing in the wake of this COVID mess. Putting bans on people that say, hey, I got vaccinated, uh, uh, like a Fitbit rate bracelet. And green passes and all the other stuff. And, you know, there's people saying, well, no, the uh, passport, uh, we call it the uh, COVID passports are being shut down. That's not going to happen. Look, things get shut down sometimes for a little while until they can hammer out every legal thing that they can come up with against it. And then, boom, they pass a law in the middle of the night. And when you step out of your house without your mask on or you step out of your house without your tattoo or whatever they're going to, or your show me your papers, please kind of thing. Guess what? Don't tell me. I didn't tell you. And I don't rub people's face in nothing. I want you to be aware. I want you to look at things with a different lens than what we have in the past. And when I say the past, I mean, any time before 19, uh, I'm sorry, any time before 2019. 
And, you know, my wife and I have had these discussions for 20 years now. We've been married for 20 years, going to 21. And we've talked Bible prophecy stuff and, and bounced it off each other. We've had friends that we were capable of doing that with. You know, there's some people that do not engage in Bible prophecy, and usually they're the guys standing in the pulpit. And when they do, they do it wrong. I'm going to read you a piece of scripture, then I'm going to let you go. And you've, you've heard me read it before. I'm going to read it again. Revelation chapter 13. Verse 15, start 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. And the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. 16. And he causeth all, both small, great, rich, poor, free, and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or on or in their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is written, Let him who hath wisdom, I'm sorry, here is wisdom. Let him who hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Six hundred and sixty-six. So, there you are. We are so close, so close to that becoming a fulfillment of prophecy. Where people are willing to offer up their hand, their head, whatever, to save their lives. Because this life is so much better than what waits on the other side. And I tell you right now, it is not. Do not give up eternal life with Jesus Christ for any man or any other thing. I want to give you a little homework. Psalm 91. Pray it, read it, pray it, read it, pray it, read it. Ask for God to cover you with his holy angels, his power, his security, because that's the only security you'll ever have. Thanks for listening. It's Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion podcast. We are going to carry on with more of this in, in, in very soon. Probably I might do another one today. Who knows? Because I have a lot to bring you. A lot of things are changing, and they're changing fast. Like a tsunami, Klaus Schwab says. Have a great day. God bless you. Goodbye.